Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur podcast. I am joined today by Meredith Raver of Meredith Raver Virtual Assistant Services. We are talking today all things outsourcing and social media and mom life. So Meredith, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited for this conversation because... These are things as a business owner, a lot of us tend to kind of get lost and overwhelmed on. So I'm really excited to have this conversation. But before we start, tell us more about yourself, who you are and what you do. Okay, great. I am Meredith Raber, owner of Meredith Raber Virtual Assistant Services. I am um, a digital marketing strategist, and I'm also a VA mentor, which is really fun. I get to help other women start their own businesses. I live in Los Angeles, and a little bit about my entrepreneurial journey is um, I actually started in corporate advertising. Unlike a lot of people who are like, I never liked corporate. I loved it. I was corporate girl all the way. I, I enjoyed it. I loved my advertising agency and my team. But as I am, I have three children, and as I began to um, have children, my circumstances changed, like my scheduling changed. And after my second son, I had my two sons very close together. I just like, didn't know how it was all going to (laughs) work. Like I was just like, I can't keep commuting and being away from two boys for 12 hours a day. So I took a pause and um, tried to figure out like, how can I use these amazing marketing skills that I love doing? And I love interfacing with clients um, and start something new, but from home, that's like a little more flexible. And that's when I found the world of virtual assistants, which being in the corporate world, I had no idea about. I didn't even know what a VA was or what they did, but I had someone that I knew that was one, they were an executive VA. And I was like, tell me everything. Like, I think I can do this. And that's just when I started my business way back in 2017. I just jumped in. I had no idea what I was getting into, but I am so grateful that I took the leap of faith because now five years later, I run a boutique virtual assistance business and we help um, all different small business owners from coaches to lawyers with uh, outsourcing their backend tasks. So social media management, email management, everything you can think of, we help them with. And I also now help other women start their own virtual assistant business so they can be, have a flexible schedule and a business around their own um, lives and on their own terms. Oh my gosh, what a great story. And something that really struck a chord was that you took the time to take a pause when you knew that, okay, I can't keep doing this crazy commute with these kids at home. Like you figured it out. You took messy action and pulled from your past experience in order to make it work. I love that. 
it was really scary. Like my poor friends and family that I was like, I don't know, should I just keep doing this? Like, I love what I'm doing, but I just can't. It was so much back and forth. Like it was not easy for me to leave. I know for a lot of moms, like something switches when they have a kid and they're like easy, like I'm walking away. For me, I, I didn't have that. I was like, I love working. Like I love this part of my life. And it really fills a certain passion for me. So yeah, a pause was definitely needed. Um, but yeah, and then I kind of just like jumped in and found a new way to do things. And at the time, you know, virtual work now is so normal. We're all used to it because of the pandemic. But in 2017, everyone's like, you can't work from home. That's not like real. Like you can't really do that. And I was like, I know it seems like too good to be true, but I'm going to try it, you know? Because as you know, like I saw other online business owners doing it. So I'm like, I can do this. And, you know, you get into the communities and then you see that it's possible. But when you're not in those communities, you don't see that. Oh my gosh. So good. And I love too how you said, I saw that it was possible because so many times don't we get wrapped up in that mindset of, oh, there's already people doing it. I probably just shouldn't even start. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot of that. <laughs> Even now, you know, when you're like, there's already a social media manager. Oh yeah. But there's like millions of online business owners that need your help. It doesn't matter. You should support each other and help. You know, there's enough clients for everyone. You know, <laughs> So yes, there truly are. And yeah, when you make that mindset shift of a mindset of abundance instead of scarcity, doesn't it open up so many opportunities because you start to align yourself with people that know the exact challenges that you're facing because they're facing those same challenges and who better to network with and raise each other up. It's really incredible. And I think back then too, it was like diving into Facebook groups and actually like what you're doing, like podcasts. Like I started listening to all these podcasts where I got to hear all these stories of amazing women doing things. And maybe it wasn't virtual assistants, but they were an online bookkeeper or they were doing a design business. And I was like, see if they can do it, I can do it, you know? So that was really inspiring. And then just following along different people's journeys and seeing what they were doing was also what really helped me, you know, move forward in my business. Yeah, definitely. And it it helps you learn and decreases some of that overwhelm as well, because you are surrounded by like-minded individuals. So for the mom that's feeling overwhelmed in her business, and it's like, okay, you know, I really know that I need to start outsourcing. I don't even know where to start. It's overwhelming thinking about outsourcing. What advice can you give us for that mom? So my first advice always is take a week or two that you're doing like your normal work schedule. And if you're a digital person, put it on your phone. I'm an old school, write it down. So I like to write on notepads still, but um, go through each day. And as you're doing your daily tasks, write down things that don't need your zone of genius or that you don't like doing. So like invoicing clients, uh, scheduling social media posts, uh, designing in Canva, whatever that might be. And just make a little list of all the things that you personally do not need to be doing. And after that one week, two week period, you're going to see how many things you actually don't need to do yourself. And I know it's scary because as business owners, it's usually our name that's our business, right? So we get scared, like, oh my gosh, if something goes wrong, I still deal with this. Like something goes wrong, it's my name, like, you know, it's my business. But at the end of the day, you got to think through, like, if I outsource five to 10 hours a month, 
of this work that no one that I don't really need to be doing. Think of how much more you could be doing in your business. You could be making more connections, meeting more people, maybe serving more clients, depending on what you do, you know, recording more podcasts like you do, you know, there's so much, especially when most of us aren't working full time. I only work part time. Um, That's a lot of hours. 10 hours back is life changing. So you don't have to start. I think a lot of people too get um, overwhelmed by thinking they have to like get a full-time employee or something. That's the great thing about virtual assistants is you don't have to do that. You can figure out what your budget is and start small. You can start with 10 hours a month or five hours a week of help and see, make sure that works with you and works with your overall, you know, workflow and go from there. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, full-time employee right away by any means. That is great advice because I know for so many people, they, we do have that all or nothing mindset that we think that, okay, well, I just can't afford that. But you start to outsource little things here and there, and it does free up that time to keep you, like you said, in your zone of genius. So you can really be intentional about those income producing activities, about those activities where you expand your network and grow and get yourself out there. So that right there, if you take nothing else from this episode, just know it is okay to start small. And I'd love to how you said, you know, just start writing it down. See what, okay, what do I have to be doing versus, all right, where can I let some of that control go? And like you said, it can be scary to do that. Do you have any advice for the small business owner that's like, okay, yeah, I know I need to do it, but I'm I'm scared. I'm just nervous about doing that and letting that control, you know, out of my hands. I think we all feel that way anytime we welcome a new teammate, even if we've prepped and, you know, we've done it a million times. I think there's always that, you know, scare of like, if I put time in, you know, or am I going to get the same result? I think um, my best advice is, first of all, definitely when you're interviewing, like put the time in, like put the time in of trying to get referrals, writing a thorough job description, like setting yourself up for success from the beginning, even though it might take a little more time, start start there. Also um, right now, say you don't even have anybody helping you on your team. As you're starting to find these processes that maybe you don't need to be doing, start, you know, doing a loom video of you doing them, doing like mini trainings. If you're not like for like a standard, you know, an SOP, like write down, like, this is how I do this. This is how I do that. So then when this new person comes in, you have a little direction, you know, because everybody's going to need to know a little bit more about your business. They're not going to be able to come in, you know, and start changing things right away, you know? So if we prep ourselves with some SOPs, we prep ourselves with some like videos as we're doing things right now of, oh, this is how I schedule my posts. This is how I do this. You know, this is how I update my blog on my website. You'll be so happy you did it, even though you're like, I don't even know when I'm going to have a team, but at least you have it. So then when you do welcome someone, you have some direction for them. You're like, oh, here, watch this video. This is how I upload my my blogs if they don't know how to do it yet, you know? Um, But yes, I think also like the interview process. For me, I feel like interviewing is a big part of it. For me, it's always been like skill set. Yes, it's important. They need to have certain skills to help you with certain things. But for me, it's a personality fit and like alignment. 
Like I can tell right away because I think it kind of comes from like my corporate background and I've interviewed so many people for clients as well. It's like right away, I kind of know. Like I know like personality fit, is it going to be good or is it going to fit for that client or for me on my team? Um, So taking the time to do video interviews, you know, get to know the person, make sure, you know, they're going to help you with what you need to do. Great advice. And so- for the mom that's looking and interviewing, what are some good questions that we could ask? I think um, it's good to assess like the type of assistance you need, right? So if you're looking for more of a general administration virtual assistant, do you need them? I think some things to ask yourself is like, do I need them on certain hours, like time zones? Because you can find VAs all over the world, right? So does my time zone matter? Do I care that I'm on like you're, you know, on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast? Or are my projects more like week-long projects where I don't really care what time they're working on them? as long as it's done by the end of the week. I think that's important. Also, how am I going to communicate with them? Are you an email person? Do you want to be, um, a lot of people use like Voxer. I love Slack. If anybody knows what Slack is, it's pretty much like just DMing to each other on, you know, a dashboard. But I feel like as far as day-to-day communication, it's awesome. Like you don't have to share emails. You're just talking back and forth to your team. Um, So how are you going to communicate with them? Will you have a status meeting? I think these are all things as the business owner. You got to assess your time and how much time you're going to be spending with your new teammate. You know, like if it's just one project and you can meet with them on one call one time a month, that's awesome. But if it's day to day, like they're helping you say with podcasts, you know how how much that person's going to be in your business. So maybe you need to talk to them every single day, you know, so figuring out that um, also, I think obviously skills, you know, you want them to be able to help you with what you need so that they need to have the skills. A lot of things can be taught, but having a basic knowledge, like if they want, if you're looking for help with social media, they have to have experience in social media, right? They need to know what's going on out there, what's trending, what's, um, so asking them those types of things um, is very important too. Those are great questions. I, I really do appreciate you touching upon those. And something else you had mentioned prior was just the SOP part. And that is something that I think is so essential to every single business. What are your thoughts on that? Do you agree? Yes. So I come from corporate, as I said, like too many times in this interview, but I, we were like drilled down that, you know, SOPs, like for every single function. Cause I, we were working on such a huge team, like, and the things we did were so detailed and everything we had to change an SOP like every day. So when I came into my small business, I was like, oh my gosh, do I really need SOPs? Like when I was working by myself, but as soon as I hired my first person, that's the first thing we did. They can help you make them too. You know, like if they're the ones that are now taking taking over your social media, you can have them create an SOP for how we come up with content ideas, how we design our templates, like how we do this. Um, It is important because even though right now you're like, oh, I'm a solopreneur, I'm just working by myself. There will be a day that you're going to scale, even if it's to one teammate or two teammates. And having that basic guideline for them is helpful because I know when I've jumped into businesses, a lot of the times they don't have anything, which is fine. I can jump in, I can figure it out and then I'll put it together. But that's the first thing I do. If I go into a business that I haven't worked in before, the first thing we do every single time is create an SOP if there's not one already. And if there is one, we just update it. Like what's new? Like what are we doing differently? Just because 
if they, you know, use someone else in the future, they need to know what they've been doing in the past. You know, it's just a really good guideline. I know some people don't love putting them together, but that's why I kind of suggested the Loom video or any kind of video that you want to record. I just use Loom, but you can hop on and say, hey, this is how we upload our podcasts and just video it and show them exactly how you do it. It'll, it's, you're doing it at the same time. You're not wasting time. And then you just save it, you know? So I think it's really, really important. And that is such a good tip too, because you're doing it anyway. So why not just record it, talk through it, and then it's there. And two, those SOPs are going to evolve over time. I know mine certainly have. And for me, having those standard operating procedures in place keeps me aligned. It keeps me focused on, okay, no, this is my protocol. That way, because, you know, I'm always getting these emails for pitches for the podcast. And it's like, Ari, if I kept everything some things in one place, some things in another place, it's all going to blend together. So it's like, okay, well, no, my SOP, I have my workflow and all right, I'm going to have you fill out this form. So all of the data is in one place. And it really does make the rest of your business just function so smoothly and efficiently. And that when I am ready to outsource it, all right, here's what we do. You know, here's the protocol. And it, it's a beautiful thing. I think it's pretty helpful too when you have a team. What if someone gets sick or someone's on vacation or you're just like, oh, we have an SOP for that. Like, let's make sure it's up to date before you go out of town and make sure we've got everything going. And then, you know, your teammate can take it over. My team always at the end of the year, we like go through all of them because it's going to change. Like by month, it probably changes, you know, because things are ever evolving in every type of service that we offer. But at least we have like a, a, you know, something to start from and then we'll just update it as we go. That's awesome. I, I agree 100%. So for the mom, it's like, okay, you know, I am ready to go. You convinced me. I need to start outsourcing. Where do we even find someone that we trust? You know, are we just looking on Instagram? Are we going to LinkedIn? How do you even go about finding someone that you know you can trust? So the best way, obviously, is referrals. Like if you have other online business owners that have worked with VAs or worked with other service providers, depending on what you're looking to outsource, referrals are always the best. But there are, um, Instagram's always a great place. Like a lot of people post, hey, we're hiring. And then I always recommend that people put a Google form together with, you know, asking questions, asking skill set, just so when people are applying, you have all the information at once, you know, because you might get, 20 applications. You never know. So it's good to have everything in one place so you can kind of look at everybody and see what their experience is. And also Facebook groups. There's a quite a bit of Facebook groups that you'll see job ops on, um, looking for certain people. So you could always post in certain Facebook groups. Um, virtual assistant groups are a great place to find them. Um, so there's a, lots of different resources. So I know it feels overwhelming at first, but they're out there and they're ready to help. You just have to find them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Meredith, this was a fabulous conversation with so many great nuggets of wisdom. Where can we learn more and get in your world? So I like to hang out on Instagram. So you can find me at Meredith Raber VA. Um, my website, I am at MeredithRaber.com. And I actually do have, if anyone is interested in hiring their first VA, I have a VA hiring guide. You can download it for free. So if you have any interest in hiring your first VA, it's pretty much walks you through the whole process of creating the job description, thinking about your budget, and then walking through the questions and onboarding. So if you have 
have any interest in that, you can just go to my website and you'll find it there. Awesome information. Meredith, thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your value with our listeners today. Well, thank you so much for having me. We appreciate you. Until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 